Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have an episode for Sunday, November 6th, 2022. We'll begin our time together today with a reading from the Gospel of Luke, beginning in the 20th chapter. Luke writes, Some Sadducees, those who say that there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and so on in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be, for seven had married her? Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, They cannot die any more, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of Christ. Heavenly Father, and may only your truth be spoken and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. Did you hear the joke about the Baptist, the Presbyterian, and the Anglican who walked into a restaurant? How about this one? A Methodist pastor, a Roman Catholic priest, and the incumbent of the local Anglican parish all died and met St. Peter at the pearly gates. Well, ever since I was a kid, I grew up with these kinds of jokes. While they were often meant to be light-hearted jokes, they drew attention to a certain element of truth. Although Christianity has its roots in Jesus Christ and his teachings, there are many groups, even within Christianity, who emphasize different aspects of Jesus' teachings. These differences of opinions have caused much harm over the centuries. Arguments over theological differences are not unique to Christianity. We read about it all the time in the New Testament. All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus in conflict with two separate yet major Jewish groups of his time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These two groups argued with each other, and they argued with Jesus. We read about one such encounter today. Luke describes a group of Sadducees approaching Jesus with a question. Pay particular attention to Luke's description. Luke writes, Some Sadducees... Those who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus and asked him a question. Luke is clear that these folks did not believe in the resurrection or any form of life after death. Yet they asked Jesus about the heavenly fate of a woman who had been widowed seven times. At its core, having been married seven times, this group wanted to know whose wife she would be in heaven. 
Given the cultural context of the day, the core of this question was about to whom this woman would belong in the afterlife. An afterlife that these Sadducees didn't even believe in. If you smell a trap here, you're probably right. This question is about how God honors human traditions and the expectations around things like marriage. Jesus responded that those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. In essence, Jesus is calling attention to the difference between the world as we see it here and now and the world as God would have it. By very definition, the Sadducees' question was framed in temporal language. First-century traditions around marriage reflected their cultural context. They were designed to provide for the wife should her husband die and leave her a widow without children to care for her. In heaven, where death is no longer a concern, these traditions around marriage were entirely meaningless. Jesus reminded his listeners that there are things that have very practical applications in our earthly life and yet have little or no meaning to us after we die. Again, the Sadducees asked a hypothetical question that placed its emphasis on how the institution of marriage would be honored in heaven, as though God were somehow bound to honor the institution of marriage for eternity. Let's also please note a very fine distinction here. The Sadducees framed their hypothetical question in language about what would happen to the widow after the resurrection albeit a resurrection that they didn't even believe in. Jesus framed his answer in language about God being a God of the living. The question was concerned with life after death. Jesus' answer was much more comprehensive. God is a God of the living. While Jesus' response includes life after death, it also very much concerns how the living engage with God before our death. You see, Christianity is not simply concerned with life after death, although that is part of the story. Our faith teaches us that how we live our lives before we die is just as important as what happens to us after we die. Jesus wasn't just teaching about where you wind up, but how you get there. Our concern shouldn't simply revolve around being with God after we die, but rather about how we live out our faith in our daily lives before we die. This is why Jesus taught his disciples to pray that God's kingdom would come and that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is why Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that, once planted, grows into a great tree in which birds can nest. It's why Jesus taught about compassion and forgiveness rather than hatred and revenge. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we have a responsibility to help make that kingdom of God a reality in our own time. We are called to fight against systems of oppression. We are called to speak life into the lives of others, we do this all through the way that we spend our money, the way that we treat creation, 
and the way in which we engage other people in our day-to-day lives. When Jesus said that God is a God of the living, he was teaching that heaven isn't simply some magical place that we go to when we die. Rather, Jesus spoke about God and about God's kingdom taking root, sprouting, and eventually growing in our world in the here and now. The kingdom of God is not something that we have to die to experience. Truly eternal life begins at our birth and not at our death. As people of faith, we are not called to sit quietly on our hands, waiting to enter God's magical kingdom when we die, as though our lives on earth were spent in some kind of divine waiting room. Instead, we are called and commanded to be proactive agents of change, bringing love and compassion wherever darkness and death currently exist. Let's pray. O God, you are rich in love for all of your people. Show us the treasure that endures, and when we are distracted from your vision, call us back into your service, and entrust us with the wealth that never fails. We ask this through your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.